Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This for my fam. This for the fam. Do this for the fam. Bam, bam. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. What's this show about, Angus Truscott? Well, uh, me being Angus Truscott, you being Andrew Levins, we are two best buds, and we just yap about this shit we really liked this week. And this week, we surprisingly loved, maybe yeah. not loved, just, just short of loved, we surprisingly really liked Deadpool the movie. That's right, if you've been listening to the last few episodes, uh, the, the theme of 2016 seems to be which comic book movies will disappoint us the most in fact we did a uh, a predictions episode yeah. at the beginning of the year and one of my first predictions was that deadpool would be a piece of shit you thought deadpool would but, be but, and we'd get really bad ratings um but we'd be find a cult a, you know, a cool cult following so far it seems like only one of those things uh, is true yeah, it's we Angus and I saw it last week. That's right. It comes out tomorrow. We're recording this Wednesday. You're listening to it Thursday, so it comes out today. We got a special preview <laughs> screener. Now, and, uh, wasn't it a special special cinema? I mean, we were adorned. Yeah, adorned and with gifts. We, that, we, we got a, a like a uh, an eye mask. That's with, right. That with Deadpool shit on it. Yeah, with Deadpool's eyes. Um, we, we got also free, got free V's. Now, that's the thing I'm getting to. Inside every... So, this was in a big-ass cinema. This isn't your, your Mar and Pass cinema. This is your, your multiplex. And there was, uh, obviously, the drink holders in big, cushy leather seats. And lo and behold, inside these holders... What I think is the most apt drink for someone attending Deadpool. Deadpool branded energy drink. V energy drink, mind you. And I'm not saying the hashtag. They kept getting us to use it. I'm not saying Was it, it hashtag V Deadpool? Ah, oh, look, you, now you've started. Now they know, man. They're, they're on us. You've, uh, you've only, you've, uh, you've, you've just put, thrown oil on this activation fire. And this some digital agency somewhere is getting a big dick uh, over this. <laughs> but uh, it was, um, what, more to the point, it was limited edition. Yeah, 1,500 1, of 1, these Deadpool Vs were made. And I think the people promoing the movie who came out and uh, did the song and dance before were way more excited about that than the film. Yeah, so the entire time, like we, we knew we were going to go to this preview mm. for about two weeks. Yep. And as it got closer, I'm like, man, this movie's going to suck. Mm. Seeing these trailers... Uh, In fact, we mentioned the last step. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I was like, "There's no way this isn't gonna be. It's gonna suck." I think you said it was gonna be the most homophobic movie <laughs> of the year. Um, and I mean, the V Energy drink was a clear indicator that maybe all things were pointed in that direction. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows that only homophobes drink V Energy. Oh, drink. they need it. <laughs> um, I don't know what that means. It's way way less in- inclusive than uh, than Red Bull. Um, so right up until I mean, the movie started and. You know, we had our free Deadpool Vs. We, we were both joked about 
putting the night mask on. That's so right. He couldn't, so he couldn't see the movie. Now, we told that joke upwards of eight times, louder every time, just so everyone around us knew that we were the first people to say it. And um, I'd said to our friends that we were seeing the movie with, John and Joe, like, you know, oh man, this is going to suck. Yeah. And the movie started and won me but over. We know we got an X-Men trailer before, before cause you know, now oh, Fox, true. this is the first time Fox is real. This is, this is important. This is the first time they've expanded their superhero universe. And uh, despite the fact they've had Fantastic Four and in every iteration, this is the first time they've actually just said, okay, we're in the same universe as the X-Men. And, yeah. you know, I think the trailer to start was like, you know, akin to showing an Avengers trailer. Yeah, so X-Men Apocalypse is a trailer we saw beforehand. Looks like an X-Men movie. But, yeah. like, in my mind, there's, like, two types of X-Men movies. There's pretty good ones. There's X-Men 2, actually. There's really good ones. Pretty good ones. And then absolute dog's breakfast X-Men yeah. movies. This one looks like it was kind of one of the first two. One of the pretty good ones. I, I, mean, I reckon X-Men, the first X-Men movie is still the best that they've done. I mean, hey, we this podcast wouldn't exist if it was not for that first X-Men movie. That was, like... You know, I mean, God, that's a whole goddamn essay on that film saving. Everyone knows at, films. at the, the, the end, the, the trailer finishes <laughs> in the first X-Men movie. Nick Fury comes out. It's yeah. just me and Angus, just like, we haven't even met each other. We're both just sitting at a Hungry Jack's. Yep. He's like, have you guys ever heard of the Hey Fan podcast? I'm like, what? When the rest is What's history. that thing? You, what's that white little cube thing you're listening? Is that a weird discman? He's like, huh, you have so much it's to It's a learn. Tesseract. Like, fuck, yeah, that's probably right. It's an eye Tesseract. Um, Wrong franchise. Wrong franchise, dudes. We're talking about X-Men, but in particular, Deadpool. Because as I was saying, was not looking forward to watching this no, movie. Still wanted to see it because I thought it was going to be a car crash. I was like, here I am. And look, what's yeah. interesting too, when you go to a premiere like this, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, we go to premieres, and you guys wouldn't know. I'm sure so many people that listen to this have been to one that we're not like red carpet daddies. This is just a get excited. But it's hard not to get excited because there's obviously like... You know, it's not a regular cinema experience. You're adorned with food. You're adorned with drink. And it's just kind of like, we're here to party. And so, like, it's everyone's hootering and hollering. It's yeah. kind of like... This. And so, it started. The, the lights went down. And everyone, people, people started clapping and cheering. And me and Angus, like, looked at each other like, oh, come on, guys. Yeah, it was super it's strange. It's just this Deadpool movie. And it's not like it's a return of a classic character, that you know, or a franchise. This is the first of this series. And it was... It was I knew he was popular, but was he that popular? I mean, well, he's he he is the one like the, the character with the biggest cult following, sure. certainly for Marvel anyway. Um, and you know, he, he's that goofy fourth wall breaking. He's that guy know. that funny people, he funny says guys what are the into. readers think. Yeah, funny yeah. guys are into him. I just I don't want to sound rude. If you're a big Family Guy fan, you got that box set sitting in the corner. But a lot of people there remind me of de- these Deadpool fans, as you put them. I remind me of people who. Could really quote to you, you know, you know they probably haven't seen the Star Wars movies. They've seen the Family Guy editions. So yeah, we were expecting a car crash of a movie, but instead we got a car crash in the first ten seconds of the movie. Well done, that was very clever, Les. Was and, very good. Uh, good and opening credits. The opening credits won me over. Oh, we're going to be doing spoilers. No spoilers in this review. No Just spoilers. Letting you know that like great opening credits, great opening credits, and like the jokes land. Look, I'd say ninety percent of the jokes land. Yeah, like like normally. When you see a trailer, especially for superhero movies, all the best parts of the movie are in that trailer. Mm. I feel like the Deadpool movie... I think it's the like, first two minutes. That's it you see in the trailer. Well, no, they, they picked like all of the worst moments. Yeah, right. I can't even remember And they the just crammed those in the trailer. So like, if you hated the trailer, you're probably going to like the movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look at Levens, for example. I went in thinking, you know, maybe I'll be into it more. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised. We both turned to each other at the end. We're like, oh, this is actually better than we could have thought. I mean... 
So it's by this guy called Tim Miller too. And this first time director. Yeah, but he's an old dude. He's not like a young guy. He's an old dude. And I was having a look at what he'd done before. He did like graphic... He did, sorry, he did like art design for Star Wars. This is what we were speaking about last week as well. Knights of the Old Republic, the game. Oh, no way. And Mass Effect. So yeah, he, was right. a big, he also did a lot of visual effects work through his... Um, he had his own digital company, I guess, by then on the Scott Pilgrim movie. Right. Which I was going to say reminded me a lot of Deadpool. Yeah, definitely. Totally. It so, was just, you know, it was very quick. It was very self-aware. I've um, written a list of things that I really liked. Should we go into the things we liked? Or yeah, absolutely. Talk, let's, yeah. Let, let's talk about the things that we liked about Deadpool. And what worked? Ryan Reynolds. I mean, that's a sentence I never thought I'd hear myself saying. Yeah, well, I mean, this movie, there's no way it would have happened had he not been tied to the character in the first place. Yeah. Like the lead up for the last seven years of interviews that he's done, regardless of whatever movie he's been making, it always comes down to, oh, is the Deadpool movie going to get made? How's the Deadpool movie going to go? And like, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know for you know for reasons why he is why he's so attached to Deadpool. I mean, Deadpool's first appearance, as we know on screen, is through the abhorrent film X Men Origins Wolverine, which actually killed an entire sub genre of X-Men films. Remember they were going to do X-Men Origins Magneto, X-Men Origins, they were going to do every character or whatever. That ended up becoming first class yeah, because that, that tag, that subtitle was just... fucked it straight away. It was terrible. Uh, and, you know, for a character called the Merc with a Mouth, he had his mouth stitched towards the end. And, yeah. Um, and, was, they, and, and like, you know, without giving away spoilers, they... There's a fuck you to it. They definitely referenced that movie and some great laughs come from that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I... I Ryan Reynolds was great because, like, I, I simply think maybe 90% of the jokes landed. The, the beauty was, if one didn't work, two seconds later, there was another joke. Like, at the time, it was really good. Mm. For him to be a comic lead, like, you do forget he started off in kind of comedy and extremely bold, italic, uh, inverted commas I'm using there. But it does show more than like the heart throw. He was neither a girl nor a pizza place. He was one of the titular he guys. He was one half of the two guys. <laughs> yeah, he was. He's two thirds of that title, basically. <laughs> or one, two, one quarter. <laughs> one quarter. Yeah, right. no, no, but no, later seasons. Remember, they just called it Two Guys and a Girl. They oh, ditched the pizza place. I thought that was a whole new show. Was it? The pizza place burned to the ground. Oh, maybe it just became self aware and <laughs> maybe it was the girl the whole time. Uh, yeah, look, when this isn't the podcast for Two Guys and a Girl. Though, I. You know, now you that guys, I'm not watching you guys ballers, want it, let us know on the iTunes. Uh, right yeah, now that I'm not watching ballers anymore, sheesh. Uh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds, I thought really worked. Another thing for me which worked, which is a little superficial. And look, this isn't me, and uh, I haven't been razzled dazzled so much by the premiere that I'm just talking out of my butt here and I'm in love of it. But I thought it was my <laughs> my favorite thing was the V energy. Drink. Yeah, my favorite thing was the kick I got of Ultimate Guarana. Uh, <laughs> extremeness but also the fact that it was a limited amount and that i I felt very special drinking it you feel Mm. no i really uh thought it was the best superhero costume translation on screen that i've ever seen right and i think a lot to do i mean masks are hard but this was one of the the greater masks and i think to the point was it had a deadpool as you know and like most characters in comics batman included anyone that has like God, even from one of the diamond masks above someone's eyes or a full helmet, there's no pupils. And that's just been a comic trait. It's always a widened out yeah. eye. It doesn't really make sense. It's very stylistic. It's based on you know the whole notion of comic art. Um, and when you see it in films, you know, they'll try to do it sometimes. They did it horribly, actually, in um, another film, which gets a distinct butt-kicking in Deadpool being the Green Lantern film. Yep. To horrible, horrible results. But this is great. Like, Deadpool still has the, the white eyes, but it's been animated in a way around. So when he 
when he looks concerned or angry or scared or happy or sad, it's emoted through the eyes, much like in the comics. And that's something that's not done before. And you do have to take a leap of faith because as if that could happen and you can't really question it. But I thought that really helped. Cause oh, it I mean, was awesome. It was think great. Of the Raimi Spider-Man films particularly, like it's just a static guy talking. Like you never know when he's talking. He's just like, moving his head. Yeah. And it, no one talks Especially like that. Like a uh, green goblin in that movie. Yeah. They're it's emoting with their like, heads. It's like, like a power range. Commedia dell'arte yeah. or something, you know, they're just like, whoa, I'm over here. It's very pantomime, but I really thought that was awesome. And you know, even the little nub on the top of his nub, nubby thing hanging off the top of his, uh, mask that he wears hanging at the back like all those things and you could tell ryan reynolds was, was would have made sure it looked like deadpool and i just thought yeah it was such a cool costume yeah normally I, you know you we've seen, gone have, through this sorry this phase of like black leather sure that was cool yeah have you seen uh pictures of ryan reynolds filming the deadpool scenes because yeah, he, he has he, or? also he has he has his mask but the mask has big circles around the eyes that's and right you can see his eyes and his eyes have the um you know Tracking the motion stuff. capture Little mini ping pong balls. Yeah, sure. His, he does his ping pong balls on his eyes, and then they, yeah, they CGI the all his eye, eye movements in afterwards. Yeah, cool, and it, it worked totally. Like, I hope that's a trope that's picked up. I mean, I would love for the new Spidey. I mean, maybe that that you know we've had two trailers now. We have not seen anything of Spidey. Three trailers. Uh, maybe that's what they're saving. I mean, maybe we're going to finally get an emotive Peter Parker, which is we need that. Yeah. I mean, not only does Deadpool look like Spider Man. I mean, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> totally. we get that. No, thought that worked. Well. Um, and I had another point here. Oh, and I, I said this to you when we walked out, but I didn't want to speak too much until the pod. I just really like seeing the X-Men. Yeah, I was going to say that the, for me, the biggest thing that works in this movie that I didn't, th- I wasn't expecting at all. Yeah. I, obviously, I knew Colossus was, was in it, but I didn't realize what it was. It was so rooted in the fact that it was in the same universe as the X-Men. Yeah. Like without, obviously, we're not going to give away. This is this, you, you, you see this quite Quite, in the trailer, you see it. Well, yeah. You, um, it's and actually the first 10 minutes. You're in P- Professor Xavier's school for gifted youngsters. Yeah. Like, the, the mansion, the X-Mansion, is in the movie. The X-Mansion is a character. Like, New York is a character. <laughs> but no, I, that, 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 I was so shocked by that. I was like, oh, shit. It's the X-Mansion. It's, and it, you know, you see the sign, school for gifted youngsters. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. This is it. And look, I know Marvel right now are trying to make us forget about these X-Men and how important they are. But man, we're of a generation when we grow up watching that cartoon every day. It was one of the first comics I ever bought. I was obsessed with the X-Men. Used to, you know, had the whole set of, I think it was the Skybox cards by the Hildebrand covers. Shout out to everybody who collected those cards in 1994. They were amazing. And the X-Men characters, you know, they were massive in the 90s. For, I just collected them for the gum. Hey, man, you're a big gum guy over here. Oh, that reminds away. me. I've got somebody to give you that I want you to open up on oh, uh, this. It includes uh, gum, perhaps. Uh, yeah, X-Men is important to me. You know, it was a huge... When I think comics, I think X-Men. And it was great to see X-Men wearing X-Men uniforms. Yeah. and the, Big and X's the ye- on them. The yellow and black ones that yeah. we saw in... Like the Grant uh, Morrison Grant style Morrison's ones. New X-Men, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, you, this is a Grant Morrison fanboy over here. To see a Grant Morrison character designed in the new X-Men... Uh, created in the new X-Men era on screen. Now, that was pretty cool. TJ's kept, ne- teenage Negasonic Warhead. Yeah, I was like, yeah. this is crazy. We're seeing a crazy Grant Morrison. Like, she was great. Totally. And it's so Grant Morrison. Like, that's almost, dare I say, like one of the blueprints for his Damian Wayne almost. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a super pricky, <coughs> moody, jerk, teenage superhero. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing that I thought really worked was obviously, um, and I was not expecting it to work, the humor. The yeah. jokes landed. I mean, I know that the it's last... It's Deadpool humor, isn't yeah. it? It's not like you're not getting some highbrow observational comedy here. You're getting straight up like dick jokes. Yeah. But, but, we're, but look, we're, we're used to seeing a superhero movie and having a lot of lighthearted moments in it and you know an Avengers movie like, yeah an Avengers movie and I feel like you 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 
you know, it's it's kind of light, it's fluffy, it's family friendly. This is a straight up comedy, and I feel like the closest one we had to this was maybe Guardians of the Galaxy. And mm. for me, the most disappointing thing for that movie was that all the jokes didn't land. Sure, yeah. I, I felt especially a lot of Star Lords character for me, I didn't find funny at all. Um, yeah, to me, he, he was he like was, this straight guy, you know, like the, yeah, yeah. But you know, he obviously had so many you know jokes and stuff like that that mm. I just didn't find funny at all. Whereas Deadpool. Straight like, up, yeah. Like, like, look, there there are a lot of sh- shitty stinkers in there. Oh yeah, but look an- at the core enough of them though. land for you to just forgive the shit ones. Totally. Yeah. Um, and there's like not even like a, yeah, like there's there's great references in the movie that I think uh, you know pop culture references which already might make you start cringing, but they're actually really good. A great taken joke about Liam Neeson, but yeah, that's it's kind of yeah. delivered really sadly. <laughs> really sadly, like it's, it's one of the great. most tender moments in the film, which is bizarre, and it's like super sad and yeah. hilarious. I, th- I thought that was amazing, and just like the digs at other Marvel films, not necessarily Fox ones either. Yep, like even the dig at like Blade Two, and like that's just fucking great, just joke. awesome yeah. lines, and you're like shit. I have always wanted someone to say that, and it's I can't believe they're actually doing it. Like if you were 16, I know if I was 16. I would be frothing on already buying this on DVD. Like it's a perfect movie for a sixteen-year-old kid who's into comics. Yeah, to have everyone over for a sleepover. Totally, drink, drink a little too the much. Unrated version. Pepsi Max. Oh man, no, that 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 V, that that Deadpool V. That Deadpool V. You saved it from the thing, waiting for that perfect. Yeah, let's experience. crack it open. Only one sip each. Yeah, um, look, and and if you are dubious, if you if you have seen the trailer. And and like us thought it was, it was going to be an unfunny piece of shit. Mm. You will be won over by the like we've mentioned earlier. The tr- the opening credits yep. are like so so well done and yeah. so funny. It's like a like yeah. I mean, I guess this is getting into the what didn't like. But have you still got things you did like that you want to speak about? Um, uh, the one last thing I will mention is that um, I mean, you knew it was going to be in here, but easily the best oh, yeah. Stanley cameo of any Marvel movie. Yeah, um, you know what and. This is the one I. Re- this is the one I want to remember. Stand by. I'll give you one clue for those of uh, those of our friends that are listening. <laughs> yeah, Stan Leon Smith. I think that's what I said to you after. <laughs> not that. Not as not as eloquent as that. But uh, yeah, it's amazing. Um, and I think this is where it also for me starts to become a bit of things I didn't like. Yeah, let's do it. It was like the perfect parody, even from the opening credits. I guess in a way, like it totally was pointing out shitty things about superhero movies, like. It is a. I will say this. It is a breath of fresh air in the current slate of superhero films, and 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 it is a like you know it is great to see like oh wow they can pull off an R rated comedy superhero movie. that isn't a tentpole character yeah like a side character. Um. Oh, another thing that I thought worked the fourth uh, wall breaking worked well. I really yeah. liked that. I thought that was sick and glad that wasn't like too much of a gimmick at all. Like it was no, it was a slight. Um, another great line Sorry uh, It just reminded me then With the fourth wall Because I mean A lot of the, the best jokes Were for, fourth wall breaking Was um, The joke about James McAvoy And Patrick Stewart Oh yeah Professor X I was like I can't believe They put that This is a movie set In that continuity Like what Making the fuck Making fun of it was, was amazing Also uh, TJ Miller Really worked really well TJ Miller he Muted excellent Yeah he Might was I say as, a muted TJ As good Miller. as if not right As um, better than Ryan Reynolds yeah. in, this, I, in, in, a, in a like you know Pretty like boring uh, kind of, you know, best friend of the superhero yeah. role. One of the but, more memorable ones, easily. And there's a lot of tropes in this movie, but they, they, they do enough with them, either, either poke fun at them or, 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 mm. or subvert them enough for it to be interesting. Yeah, so that's what I, that's what I was getting at. Like, why there is as much, yeah, tropes that they kind of stick their finger up or point out how shit it is, there is still a lot of shitty things, which it's almost Catch-22, which if you do that, maybe, like maybe I'm giving it too much credit saying it's a Catch-22, but 
for example, like shitty villain, shitty, shitty, shitty villain. I thought. Yeah, I don't even remember Horrible what his name was. Ajax. What? Oh yeah, Ajax. Cool. All apparently, right, cool. apparently, a, a you know a villain of Deadpool's. I haven't read much Deadpool. I don't know this character. It's not someone who's well known in the Marvel universe. And maybe that's a budget thing. Maybe that's uh, something that you know was chosen because it's low risk. Just shitty villains and shitty like third act. Let's fight in an equivalent of a warehouse. Yeah. Which seems to be such a trope of Marvel things, be it TV series. Be whatever. It was just like, oh, great, uh, dilapidated. Like, it was yeah, like empty, no people around. Yeah, no yeah. people. It was like some third world. They, like, either, they either do that or they do a very populated city. That's yeah, it. They're the only one or these. the other. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just thought that was really shitty for me. Just that third act. I was like, oh, really? Like, though, you know, parts of it were funny. Yeah, um, I mean, that's the thing. Like, even the, the when a trope gets dull, at least there's a few good lines in there to kind of keep it interesting. Absolutely. And there were some good lines. Um, like the laying out of the bodies to spell a word. Like, I thought that was pretty cool. That's great. Stuff like that. Um, for me, the biggest thing in the movie that didn't work is there was... It's an origin story. Totally. And they totally. do, they do like, you know, they, they, they don't do it... They kind of give you bits and chunks. Like they yeah. kind of... They, they, they jump back and forth. It's your Batman time. Begins origin story in a way. It gives you a bit now and a bit then and you kind of meet in the middle towards yeah. the end. And it's... And like, you know, that's a, that's a better way of doing it than, than you actually seeing it in real time happening. Totally. But... Like, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I kind of... I don't think he deserves... I, like- I just want to get to the point with superhero movies where they're like... Like, someone just says, Oh, that's that guy. He has powers because this happened and now he's going to do this. And hopefully that's what we're getting in Civil War with Spider-Man. Yeah, totally. I'm thinking we're going to get that. Like, yeah. I, they're, they're, but then you know he's, we're going to get a Spider-Man movie after that that is going to do a fucking origin I don't think story. they will. They've explicitly stated. I know um, all the gang at Marvel are like, No, everyone knows the story. We're not doing it again. Yeah. Which I think we ball up. Yeah, I mean, the cool thing about Deadpool is that it does drop you into the action straight away. In a then, great way. In but a then, great then way. you flash back. So. I mean, and it's probably the most violent Marvel branded. I mean, not, even though it's not part of the MCU, it's still got the Marvel you know, logo at the side. It's still very much a Marvel film. It's violent as fuck. Like, probably since a Blade movie. Yeah, yeah. It's great. I love seeing that. It reminded me of, like, you know, like it's not as, it's as violent as, like, Kick-Ass or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Just, yeah. You know, a, a, little bit, a little bit of gore. I thought it was better of, than both Kick-Ass films. Like, Definitely obviously. better than Kick-Ass movies. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was, like, a much better made version of, uh, not version, but it was a much better film. I loved the Kick-Ass the first time I saw it, the first one, and then I rewatched it and I didn't like it anywhere near as much. Yeah. And I hated the sequel. Mm. Oh, we, we, we've, uh, we've, we've gone on record <laughs> hating on that. But I, I, I'm pleasantly surprised. I guess then you know Overall, right? yeah. Because yeah. I think it was a passion project. I mean, Ryan Reynolds has passion, let's yeah. face it. it a, lot a, of, let's think, a lot of love went into this movie. It doesn't feel like... Like a, you know, too many like- cooks, um, corporation, superhero movie that that's only that only exists to set up the next thing. Which sounds if, a lot if- like Fox's last superhero movie yeah. called Fantastic Four. Yeah, which totally. absolutely was a stinker and, 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 and ruined the- not only the director's career, but those characters like they've been pretty much erased from marvel in all areas yeah i kind of that was the one movie that deadpool didn't make a joke about yeah maybe it's too soon amazing (laughs) um i also think like this is such a win for fox in a way it's super low risk movie like if this stunk they could have said yeah we knew that's why we gave it no money you know what i mean Though, I don't know, maybe people are trusting it. There's marketing everywhere. They've spent way more on marketing than they have on the movie itself. Oh, totally. I reckon everyone at Fox knows what, what a sleeper hit they've got. Yeah, I think that... Ha- I mean, as we just read before we did this, they've just greenlit um, the sequel and part one isn't actually out for another 24 hours. Yeah, totally. Like, that's faith. That's and I, cool. And um, and I think that's, that's what Fox needed to do after they almost tried to disown Fantastic Four. Totally. Just like, like... No, 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 don't, don't worry, we like this one. <laughs> and it seems like this could be their... I mean, 
he's probably the closest Marvel character we've had to, and not in, I mean, the violence or the anything, but he, you know, he's quite similar to Spider-Man in the sense that he's a likable guy that people root for who keeps getting fucked over. Yeah, sure. He's got that everyday man appeal in a sense. And I think that Fox are kind of like, shit, we've had like these super over-serious characters for the, almost 20 years now since X-Men 1. Yeah. It's cool that we have a kind of, you know, someone that's not like that. He's definitely the first superhero that we've seen cop a dildo up the butt. Yeah, he's the first superhero to get pegged, and not in a violent way, not in, in a like a, you know, not in a, in a in a jail sense, more in a, in a loving romantic sense. Yeah, um, and yeah, I mean, interesting, interesting choice because I feel like that would that would immediately be a turnoff for a lot of macho viewers. No, seems but everyone was they, into they it. Just, they just roll with it. It's so, Deadpool, yeah. baby. Yeah, he, Deadpool does anything. Guys, turned to you a couple of times. Well, he, he did it. Deadpool of just love. got fucked in the butt yeah. like, <laughs> so many times. Like, man, I can't believe we saw that. That's great. Uh, there's another. I just keep. Think the more I think about it, um, one of the other tropes I loved was, and it was one that I would thought was glaringly obvious, and I do not know if that would address, was the fact that we're seeing all these shots of um, the X Mansion. Yet for the whole film, we only ever see the same two X Men. Yeah. Despite right. the fact we know for a fact hundreds of students go there, and there's like a great kind of joke. Great about line about it. Yeah, that, that's. I reckon that's my favorite joke of the whole. Yeah, movie, and that so. was great. I was like, yeah, that that's so true. Like. And I really like seeing Colossus. Like Colossus was sick. Colossus was part of the '90s X team. He was, he was like huge. such a like a parody of himself, you know, just like yeah. this, just a thick Russian accent the whole time, wearing like mad. Ba- like he was pretty much wearing his outfit from the '90s comics. Like bes- besides the underwear, like they were slightly longer. Like the the kind of tank top with the big X on it. Like I was yeah. so pumped, and he was chrome the whole time. Yeah. It was great. It was sick. It's um, the closest I dig. Last thing I, I'm going to say, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily not work. It's just very heavy-handed and it, you know, it made me cringe a few times was the the love story beneath it. I, yeah, like, again, and, the, and that goes with, you know, the a same... Trope. Exactly, the same thing. I don't, I don't need an origin story and I don't need every superhero to be in love with someone. Yeah, sometimes they can just be like... I loved the opening uh, introduction in his origin, like when you see him as a mercenary and like, mm-hmm. I like that. I just like this guy who was going around, you know... Being a bit of a prick, like not a not a mercenary with a heart of gold at all, like a bit yeah. of a dickhead. Like I thought that was great, and I was like, this guy's cool. And then, oh no, he falls in love, of course. And yeah, yeah for uh, yeah, it, yeah, I, yeah, it was a trope that I was again disappointed to see, especially when they all culminated in the um, damsel in distress final third act, being captured by the villain who is the worst villain. It's like Jason Statham's shadow is better than this guy, and it's like they tried getting Jason Statham's shadow, I think. <laughs> and this just shows that no, you can't even just you can't agree with you, you need to go full Jason Statham or just you know not go for a crew cut like rough English bloke as a villain. I totally after all all the superhero movies, um, especially the, the ones you know where where all the tropes are out in display. <clears throat> I just always always go back to Dread 3D. Sure, great film. It's it's so good because yeah. it's like you, you just kind of you get like a brief explanation of like what Dread does, not and, what and that's he, pretty, not who he is. That's pretty big considering like you know the film that came out before it was about twenty years earlier. The last oh, so, well, I mean they have, they want nothing to do with that's that what I mean. One. But yeah. it's pretty cool that they weren't like oh let's do an origin again. People have forgotten it. They're like no people whatever. Let's yeah, just, but there's no love story at all. At, at all. It's just a straight up thugging movie. It's the fucking best. Yeah, I really hope movie. something else comes from like another. Dread film. That's that's a that's a sequel I can get behind. I'm giving that big stamp of approval here. Yeah. So look, um, our our first theory proved wrong, but we're very happy. 
like I, I feel like we said in the episode, like when you predict that something is going to suck, it's, you don't do it with any love. There's no, you're not proud of of thinking that something. Unless you're be like terrible. a fucking idiot, yeah. unless you're like like the worst type of person who gets off by like pissing on people's parades. Yeah. I mean, if, if it means I get a good movie out of it, I will happily be wrong. Yeah, all my I was pleasantly surprised. And like I said, this isn't the um, you know. The cigarette after a, uh, a night of wild lovemaking and uh, we're still on a high and stuff. And we're like, oh man, we, you know, we, got, we got a free drink and uh, we got a leather seat. No, even if I paid for this, it would have been great. I probably will pay for this again to take, take my wife. Yeah, I want to see, see it, it like, again. Yeah. And she was like, that's going to be the worst. I'm like, you know what? It was actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah I'm keen like, to see if there's like a director's cut because I, I have a feeling there is with some. Uh, like one of those uh, extended editions. Super Blu-rays. naughty things in there. I mean, I'd be down to see that. Yeah, perfect. Um, and also now the other the good thing about this is it's paving the way. And I think I was reading an interview today with Ryan Reynolds about it. Can we just call him Rye Guy? Rye Guy. Yeah. Show him, Ryan show Reynolds him. is too. I mean, he actually sounds like a goddamn superhero alter, or like like alter ego. Like that sounds like his name. Like he should be a Definitely. you know a baker with a heart of gold or something <laughs> who can't see. Oh no, that's Daredevil. Whatever. Uh, Daredevil's a baker. Well, he's got ba- you know, yeah. He, he, he's sure. a lawyer. No, but I mean the the not seeing trope. Okay. Maybe he can't feel. No, maybe he can't taste. But but he can make amazing bagels, and everyone's like, <laughs> "Man, why does that guy make such amazing bagels? He can't and taste." His, his superhero name is the Poppy Seed. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, yeah, it's paving the way for an X Force film, which I think is another sick '90s trope, '90s um X saga that I was into growing up. That I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm down to see the X Force yeah. on screen." Superheroes that kill. Yeah, it's like it's like the bad X Men in a way. It's yeah. kind of the Suicide Squad of X Men, if you will. Oh boy, is it the next? That's not the next superhero movie we get. It's Batman v Superman. That's in like a month. Then Civil What's War. What's going is very on? Soon after that. Let me tell you this, and I'm going to that movie, wanting to. You know, I've said on this podcast, I'm, I'm looking forward to just huge Bats fan, and it's the first time these guys have got a chance to build their universe. I'm seeing a surprisingly little amount of stuff about it. Yeah, it's out in a month. Like remember, a month. Two months before Star Wars? Three months. We went to Force Friday. I mean, I mean you shouldn't compare the marketing sure, to, to Star true. Wars for any movie. But I mean, but this is like Warner Brothers' biggest film of the year. By far. And I haven't seen much about Where it. Where are the That's billboards? Kinda, yeah, it's really weird. Um, I feel like Civil War is much more present. I've seen a lot more Civil War everywhere. And it's kind of looks like Batman, Superman versus Superman on steroids because there's like eight people versing each other. Yeah. Um, let, let's quickly just leave a little... like. Go see Deadpool, basically. That's yeah, the, go that's see Deadpool. Message. Go see it. It's, not, it's by no means amazing, but it's really, really fun, and you'll laugh. And Fox, if you're listening to this, grab a pull quote from us, stick it on the poster, like just go, Deadpool got fucked in the butt. Hey, fam. <laughs> like, that's an amazing pull quote. I'd watch a movie with that on a, on a poster. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 honestly, I, I, I am about to register a website called <laughs> Do They Get Fucked in the Butt? Yeah, Deadpool. Com. Yeah, and you just... It, and, you, it's just IMDb film and it's just like, no, there's no butt say. Like Pulp Fiction? Yes. <laughs> Deadpool? Yes. Those are the only two. Yeah, they're the only two that come to mind. There's plenty more. Um, yeah. More rats. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Deadpool. Lots of fun. Go see it. Go see it. What are you doing? Turn uh, off this podcast. Go watch it. Listen to it. At I mean, go see it if you like, you know, right goofy, guy. goofy goofy movies. Hey, and, if you like Fan jokes. Wilder... If you like CGI blood and if you like, well, that's about the two things I can think of. Go see this movie. Don't be an idiot. Can we talk about the Civil War teaser? Quickly? The uh, Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl. Trailer. My God. Now, this should have been the first teaser that came out, I thought. 
Uh, well, yeah. I mean, we, we did really love the last trailer. That the trailer was great. I wasn't a big fan of the teaser. No, the I first it was one a bit was, low yeah, stakes. Was, yeah, totally. This shit is and overly serious. Overly, this is great. Fucking Man, unbelievable. Iron Man's Apple Watch is amazing. <laughs> I mean, it looks like we're finally getting to see the nanotech um, stuff that he had in it. The was it the Extremis? Yeah, plotline where he's basically got what underneath his skin, his entire Iron Man outfit. Yeah, but I yeah, I mean. I never really got it. I don't. I, I don't really know what his relationship is to his suit now because after, you know, he doesn't oh, well, have the, he doesn't just the thing anymore. Retcon so. this shit about that in number two, where all of a sudden he doesn't mind being Iron Man. In oh, in sorry, Age in Avengers two. Remember yeah, the yeah. remember that my biggest fault with that film was at the end of how sad Iron Man three was, and him like, oh, I'm no longer Iron Man. Oh no, wait, that's a lie. Now I am Iron Man, completely Iron Man. Jk, Jk, <laughs> I'm always Iron Man. Um. But I don't know. I, I, I'm at fever pitch for this movie. I'm very, very excited mm. about it. Trailer's great. Starts and with that great chanting. Remind me a bit of the Dark Knight Rises trailer where you heard chanting throughout the whole thing just reaching a crescendo. Yeah. Like, yeah, really, um, real, real Nolan overtones, baby. And there's enough superheroes that I like on either side of the, uh, of the situation. Finally got a good shot of Black Panther. Yep. Like, not running, still, stationary. And Mask is looking super cool. And Ant-Man. Yeah. With new uniform. And but Black Panther is on is on Iron Man's team. I did so not what see are the that teams? one. Coming. Let's go through Iron Man's. He's oh, got Black f- Panther. We're gonna fuck this up, and the people that anger us for getting facts Let's wrong. Let's fuck them up. No, I reckon we can get it right. Black Widows with Iron Man. Yeah, because she's. A I did not. Ex- I did not see that happening either. That's- Seems to be a lot of things that are going to make us go. But but why? Mm. Uh, Rhodey's on Iron Man's team. Of course. We've got, um, Do you think Rhodey dies in, in Civil War? I don't know. I mean, you know what? I wouldn't give a shit. He's been such a secondary character. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, that's the thing. It's like when they kill off a, a bad guy, like even though they've put no effort into that bad guy at all, I mm. still get bummed out because of what could have been. Sure. Were you bummed well, out by Quicksilver? I was not. I mean, I, 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 the, the, the less we hear of Americans doing shitty Russian accents, that said I did like Colossus in Deadpool, the better. Mm. He was British and he's actually British. Isn't that, that's, isn't that kick-ass? Who's, yeah, he's who's, British. Oh, right, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I was just, yeah, I... I I guess I was just bummed out when they. I feel like killing any comic book character with finality is is a bummer to me. Mm. But I guess well, the good thing about bring, comics, uh, yeah. they, you can't keep them but down. Comic movies haven't brought any dead characters back. Mm. Yeah, have they? Just, uh, just um, thematically via Ra's al Ghul in um, True. <laughs> The Dark Knight Rises. Um, what side is uh, is Scarlet Witch on? Is she on? She's with Cap. Yep. Cap's side, I know. Of course, because she hates Tony. Because, that's right. Yeah, because he fucked up her city. Yep. Cap side. Let's do Cap. He's with Ant Man, mm-hmm. Bucky, yep. Winter Soldier, Falcon. I think Falcon looks pretty much. Yeah, on yeah. Side. Falcon, of course, is going to be with Cap. Falcon's going to be with Cap. Is Hawkeye with Cap as well? Hawkeye's with Cap. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be. I wouldn't pick that either. Hawkeye and um, Natasha as the other two kind of. You know, they're they're against one another. I guess. Yeah. Um, Ant Man. I think that could be it. Have we, have we forgotten someone? Obviously, Banner's not there. Thor's not Banner's there. Banner's not there. Thor's not there. They're going to have their buddy cop film, which sounds sick. Yeah. Um, so then you've got Tony, War Machine, Black Widow. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Black Panther. Ooh. There's got to be one more. Huh? Tony, all black people. He's got Rhodey and, two, and Black Panther and Natasha. Oh, and The Vision. The, the Vision's Vision. on Iron Man's side too. The vi- yeah, and we haven't seen him in the trailer yet. Have you noticed? I didn't know. Yeah, I, I of course he'd be on Tony's side. Yeah, yeah, it's his daddy. Jarvis. I've got to watch, look. For all the shit I hate on it, I do have to watch Age of Ultron again and give it another shot. Oh, Not another shot, but I need to just kind of see what happened again. It was very stressful circumstances in which I saw it under. According to this website, Sharon Carter, Peggy Carter's daughter. Oh, yeah. The agent at the end of um, Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, she's on Cap's team too. Agent 20 something, isn't it? Agent 23 yeah. or something. Yeah. And this one said, this this website might be a bit out of date because it says that Scarlet Witch isn't on anyone's side. Oh. Yeah, but I swear I saw her on Tony's. On, She's on, totally on Tony's. On, uh, on um, Capsite. On yeah. Yeah. So tell us where we got that wrong. Uh, yell at us. Tell yell, us we should do more research. Yeah, yeah, please. 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 You know what? Tweet at Tommy Dasselow. Yeah. You know what? Do all of our press now, all of our communication. Do it through Dasselow. He loves it. He said <laughs> that's, that's okay. At, at Dasselow on Twitter. At Das. Yeah, at Dasselow. And definitely uh, ch- ch- check out his, his really, really annoying video games podcast, Filthy Casuals. The filthiest thing you could listen to. Yeah. Hands down. Well, we've got to, we're going to do a crossover with those guys at some point. Yeah, we're going to be doing a live show with them in Melbourne. Oh my God, I'm very excited. Yeah, uh, we're going to see if we have any fans in Melbourne. First week of April, Melbourne Heath so fans. It's April, isn't it? Listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told her if someone may today. That's a lie. Suck it. You're not a real friend. Yeah, absolutely. It's a setup. Um, so I've, we've talked about video games. No, we haven't. We've, no, we haven't. We've talked about comic books and movies. Oh, we're just kind of, yeah, so Civil the- War, it's getting everyone nutty excited. Batman vs Superman. Are you even coming out? I'm gonna I mean, go see it. Of course, I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see oh, it. dude, I'm gonna see opening night. We're gonna go opening night, and we're gonna fanboy the hell out. But I'm let's just... not see it the last the, the way we saw the last time we saw a Batman movie together, and that's when we brought in a six, snuck in a six pack of um, uh, what Lucky beer was it? Beers. Lucky Buddha beer, the, the, the big fat Buddha beer, so and yeah. just and and um, two large Bondi meals from a porter. Oh, wow. <laughs> and just and then the movie ended, and our significant others at the time were in another film. They were magic. The first Magic Mike. That movie. Magic Mike one, which I've already seen. I, I'd, I'd already seen it. Loved it. And then we went to watch the end of the Dark Knight Rises again yeah, in yeah. another cinema. In a way, that's the first episode of Hey Fam. In a way, that's the uh, very, yeah yeah. You can go back. That's the pilot because <laughs> we were talking during it. Definitely, <laughs> I can tell you that much. Uh, yeah, yeah, but we were all only talking in Bane voice. Oh yeah. Oh, that's when everyone like if you were going to make a movie set in twenty um twenty twelve. 
and you wanted to get that across without, you know, showing a calendar or something, you'd have someone speaking like Bane. Perfect. And that would be like, oh, it's set in 2012. (laughs) Um, Maybe we should do a reaction episode depending what time we see it, a la Force Awakens. Because, I mean, Batman's been pretty significant to us. Oh, I thought you meant Dark Knight Rises. Oh, yeah, let's (laughs) Let's have a reaction video. All in Bane's voice. You're really popular. All in Bane's (laughs) voice. I mean, maybe we should do that. I don't know. I mean, Batman is big for you and I. I'm not sure how much of that is permeated in HeyFam because we've had a bit of a Batman lull recently. I mean, maybe it's going to be worth it. Well, I think it's just our general just kind of discomfort towards, uh, you know, what what DC are Mm. doing with Batman. Maybe we should do it. Yeah, of course. No, I'm I'm, I'm keen for sure. Let's do it. All right. Hear that, nerds? We're doing it. Yeah, and not even Steve Saunders can beat us this time. Oh, wait, no, he didn't last time. <laughs> so many personal jokes in this one. It's a great one. That's what the fans really love. That's right. Um, so <laughs> we've talked about uh, the movies and the comic books. So I guess that leaves us with Giggy Giggy Games. Yeah, um, and Angus and I have both uh, mm. been playing uh, what you would call an indie game. Yeah, we've... Um, in the last week. We've gone on eBay. We've bought retro t-shirts. We've... Uh, <laughs> We've, uh, we've watched Indie Games the movie. We've watched, yeah, we've watched Indie Games the movie. We're doing a reactionary video to that in Bane voice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just after this episode. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I feel like it's pretty easy to to get taken by a massive uh, AAA title. Yeah. Big budget. Um, and, you know, we, we awarded probably the Look, biggest budget video game movie, video game of, uh, of last year. Oh sure! Like that was our favorite favorite game of the year, which mm. was uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. And even then, that was um, not as according to plan marketing, if you will, with um, you know, pulling it everywhere and taking people's names off it. But that's a whole other thing. What? what? Well, you know, even though that was a huge, big marketed AAA title, yeah, yeah. Um, it was also quite marketed marketed very oddly because Konami were like, eh, we don't want anything. Oh, of course, it. yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was very, but even then, yeah. But it was a very AAA year for us, if you will. Mm. Looks and like 2016 could be our year of indies. Yeah, so uh, last week I did a terrible job of, of explaining um, a game called The Witness. But isn't that the beauty of it? Like, you could probably only do it a little bit better now, right? Because it's such a weird mystery. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm getting. But then like, I got home after recording that episode and I bought and I got the game straight away. Sure. And actually played it. And yes. I was like, oh man, this is not what I said it was. Oh, wow. So, do you I mean, want to make any retractions here? Do you want to go back on? Oh no, it's fine. I, I love fucking up on the podcast. I don't really care what what our one listener who complains all the time says. Yeah, just at Dasilo. Come on, tell him. <laughs> yeah, take it to Dasilo. Yeah, um, that'd actually be really good I if we can that. get you guys any mistakes you make. Please, which... yeah, please complain about <laughs> Hey Fam this week to our mate Tommy Dasilo at Dasilo on Twitter. And we love Dasilo. Dasilo is my favorite boy, but I would just egg. also like him to handle kind of any complaints for the time being because this is a big week for me coming up. There's a new Kanye West album coming. I'm gonna to have to divert all attention towards that. Yeah, the new the new Kanye West album. Bill Bill, Bill didn't do it. Bill Cosby <laughs> is innocent. I can't wait. <clears throat> um, yeah, so basically, in the witness, you uh, you wake up on this island, um, <clears throat> and you first person first person you walk through the island and you come across like a line puzzle. And first, one, the first line puzzle you got to do. What do you mean do, a line? Well, lion. Do you mean like a, an animal line or no, no, a line? L A N E, my friend. Okay. As if you haven't seen enough videos of this game to know. Well, you. No, you I have blind to I'm it going completely. Blind. Wow, crazy! All right, so um, basically, you have to connect one, like one end of the line to the other. You have to draw a line, basically, from one end of the puzzle to the other. Sure. And first of all, it's just a straight line. Then it becomes a bit more of a maze. And these are things like in front of you as you're walking, like on a path or something. Yeah, and then sure. block doors or they're locks to oh, certain okay. areas. Um, and as you <clears throat> progress through the games, little things start appearing in the mazes. 
and you have to obey those things. Like you have to either group them or or make a shape around them or avoid them, and that's how you solve that maze. And this has been the cause, I believe, of um, perhaps an increase in sales of paper and biro because everyone oh I've God. seen is playing this game. Is like we said last episode where people were filling in the notes of our video game uh, instruction manuals. This is causing a lot of people to make hard copy notes in their own language and their own like terms and understanding, um, which is kind of amazing. Like it's always been like a sign of bragging when people are like check out my notes and you see people like with stacks of notes and stuff. And you're like, whoa, that's crazy. So you get the first few puzzles you come across are pretty easy to get your head around and solve, and then. You zero head holding. Get out of this. Yeah. Like no tutorial. It doesn't, no, no tutorial at all. Sure. Um, but it does like it does try and teach you things. Okay. Um, in like you'll find like a row of puzzles in succession, and each of them will be slightly more difficult than the other, sure. and they kind of teach you all the new rules and how they work. Um, so as soon as you get out into the main area, which is this the bigger the big part of the island, which you can explore immediately. Mm-hmm. You don't. You're not held. Like you can't. Like, once you get out of this first five minutes, you can then go anywhere on the island. It's pretty big? It's ginormous. It's yeah, huge. Yeah, wow. And, um, but there are puzzles in different parts of the island that you'll just look at and be like, I have no fucking idea what to do. Sure. And you'll get it wrong. You can you could dick around for an hour and just, like, kind of guess take how it, in how as it well, works. Like, taking the view. But you weren't... But, no, I mean, like, on a puzzle. You could keep fucking around on a puzzle until you solve it without really knowing what you've done. But you'll end up hurting how you play the rest of the game because it teaches you puzzles and rules as you play them <clears throat> there's a crazy theory going around where you know like a metroidvania game yeah so like a, a metroid or a castlevania game where from the get-go there are doors and different spaces that you can access but you don't have the means to access them and yet. you can walk around them and kind of get a feel for it and you're like fuck this is obviously not for me i've got to come back when i get the arm that shoots this or- yeah exactly yeah um so they've described people have suddenly described the witnesses that except instead of getting like weapon upgrades or you know vehicle upgrades or whatever that will allow you to access the places that you couldn't access before mm. you unlock the answers to these puzzles in your brain and then you can go back and go i know how to do this now and then you can access that area well so it's like no physical representation of this reward it's just like you know like an like eternal... fuck i saw that weird symbol sure two hours ago on another part of the island and there must be a huge rush yeah um, so like so, you can throw hours into this like yeah what have you i've put thrown in? about three hours so far sure <clears throat> um, there are people that have like I know people that that did the original reviews are up to like eighty hours of, of, of sure. this game and unfinished still, and still not one hundred percent shit right um, it's uh, I don't find it as addictive as some a lot of people have found it because each area has different variations on a certain kind of puzzle okay so. Once you figure out what that variation is, they then try and just make it as difficult as possible. And sometimes they do that w- while using the environment as opposed to the mm-hmm. puzzle. So in this one thing, I can only figure out which way the maze goes by looking at the reflection of the light against the puzzle. And I can see like sc- like scratches on the, on the glass of the puzzle. Huh. And that shows me, okay, I know that I need to make a path on that maze there. But then, so once you've worked that out, you're like, cool, I just need to look at the reflections, figure it out. <clears throat> but then they make it as difficult as possible for you to actually shine light on the puzzles oh, themselves. They block it out or something. Or... Or, or like, you know, you have to raise water 
which then the water, the light reflects off the water, but you, there, there are four different points in the room that you can raise the water from. I just got, I'm um, sorry, I just got flashbacks and shudders from playing the Ocarina the fucking, of Time. Exactly, the water, water temple. temple. And correct me if I'm wrong, are you using the goddamn light shield in that level as well? Yeah, no. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't know if you're, but damn it, I just got some nasty Ocarina of Time flashbacks. I, I, and I don't need to be reminded of how steel painful that used to be. Yeah, are you no getting steel steel boots? Oh, thank fucking so Christ. It got to the point where I'm like, okay, I know what to do but I don't have the patience to raise the water from a certain point in the room and for the three-second moment that it reflects light <laughs> off the puzzle, there? I've got to quickly scritch, scratch down on the, on the, on the um, pre-drawn maze that I've already drawn on a piece of paper in highlighter the direction that so the light So you're playing goes. with the piece of paper as well? It's, yeah, oh, hell yeah. You, you have, have to. to. You have to. Man, this guy's an evil genius. It's really, really clever. It's super-duper exciting. If you love puzzles mm. and have a lot of patience... You'll love this game. See, I don't mind puzzles, but I like puzzles in the sense, and this makes my maybe sound like a bit of a wimp. Sorry, I don't know if that's like even an acceptable word in this political. Don't climate. say the W word, my friend. Well, the word that rhymes with shrimp. Yep. Um, I'm a puzzle guy when it comes to Save Zelda's. Sure. Totally. I never consult a manual. I never consult. I mean, a guide or whatever. Like, because you feel like you're cheating yourself. Yeah, and it, they're, they're pretty good puzzles, and like. They start off kind of easy, but there are some like hard as fuck. I just referenced the Water Temple, I yeah. mean, for example, which is famously one of the hardest to play. Well, I definitely went to the guidebook for that when I played that on 64. Yeah, but it was hard as hell. When I replayed it on 3DS, I didn't need to. Figure that shit out. Well, they also made it a bit easier. Yeah, you could you... touch and take the boots off without yeah, yeah. going in that poor screen. Oof, that was hard. Um, but Well, on that note, man. Would I play it, do you think? Yeah. Should I, I check I, it I out? Think, yeah, we'll just come over and play it at my place. It's, it's, it's fun like that. I'm thinking of getting it. I'm thinking of... Uh, I reckon a year from now, it'll be a PlayStation Plus game. Mm, we and love you, those, don't we? Yeah. It's just, you know, it's interesting. Like, um, well, we'll get into the game I've been playing, which again is a first-person indie title. But yeah. I mean, if you've got any... Before, yeah, I mean, so like, what, I know that, you know, that they say that like, if something is taking you so long, like a puzzle in a game, turn it off for a while, go come do back. something else and come back. And yeah. every time I've done that... I've gone, oh, fuck, that's how you do it. And it's been really cool it's like true, that. Right? But then with these annoying reflection puzzles, I was like, oh, fuck this. And I turned it off and then I opened. It's been sitting on my thing, my PlayStation menu for a while and I started playing Grim Fandango. Which is an amazing game. A bril- and it's a, it's, a, it's a puzzle game. By it's a puzzle Mega, game. Mega LucasArts in the 90s and re-released um, Love a you, year Lucas ago. Arts. Love your yeah. HD remaster, Lucas Oh, my Arts. God, man. I've fuck, just, it was um, fun to play that again. I just again. got it for my Vita. Yeah, so I'm thinking that game's going to be a real fun one to play on Dude, the train to work. After playing The Witness for an hour, I then sat down and played I think three to four hours of Grim Fandango yeah. in a row, and it didn't. And I was it, I haven't done it in a long time because I'm a father with responsibilities now. But it was suddenly like two thirty in the morning, yes. And I was playing a video game. I'm like, oh my god! Even though this is such a you know dumb thing for me to do, it feels so good to yeah. have done it because you, you're just unaware. You're you're in that world and you don't want to leave it. What and a great game! Those puzzles are so rewarding. Yeah, so, yeah the whole thing. I, w- I will say though that like it's one of the first games that I've actually gotten annoyed at the trophy notifications for. Sure. Because you get it for talking to people. Yeah, I've noticed um, that seems to be a trope with HD remasters playing. Um, fuck, I've said trope so many times in this episode. That hey, seems to be a trope. Yo, trope. Angus tropes get. It's a huge. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it again. It's a huge trope. Uh, Just to make- for these HD games, like I'm playing um, Metal Gear Three again, as you know, the, mm-hmm. chrono- the chronological playthrough. On Vita, and every yeah, every time you like choke a dude out, or you know, the first time you shoot your gun, it's like ding, and I'm like, really. <laughs> like it's not that rewarding Like I'm going to say this now I'm not into trophies in video games I know some He's people, more of a tropey guy I'm more of a tropey guy um, people, Some people can get into that shit uh, Not me 
Like, uh, what, well done. You, I, you I, turned I, a corner. I'm very proud, though, though of, of, of oh, your Lego one. My, my Lego Dimensions uh, Platinum Well, look, trophy. if you pumped, like, close to, you know, 2K into that game, <laughs> then you, you, you're going you're gonna to want to get some kind of pat on the back. I think that's actually designed. I think the reason why you kept buying them is because you're like, oh, they're going to reward me. They're going to reward me. I think you were caught you in You can some... get that Platinum Trophy by only buying the, the, the starter pack. That's that. That's no different than, like, um, like a Candy Crush where it's, like, spend five bucks now to get, like, you know, to no, play no, it in, like, you don't need to buy any of the extra shit to get the platinum trophy oh shit you don't yeah 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 no oh good on you then yeah good on you I still you did, did but you <laughs> played the hell out of that game didn't you it's sick man I, I've, I've got the, the Ghostbusters level pack to play so yeah, yeah I saw the trailer for that so that's new right yeah yeah um, before we talk about Firestorm oh yeah uh, let's talk about the another Lego thing yeah the uh, Lego Force Awakens so look, game got announced I mean normally you know we, we now live in that era when a triple A movie comes out no longer does a triple A game come out that's shitty mm. you feel me yeah. That doesn't happen. And I think it's so fitting that the first official Force Awakens video game we're seeing is Star Wars The Force Awakens. And, you know, already... The I've Le- seen... Le- you mean Lego Star Wars. Sorry, the Lego Star Wars. Because like... the Lego games are the most acceptably shitty games out there. Yeah, it's, but they're like, good. They're made with they're re- love. Oh, I, trust me, dude. I fucking love them more than anyone. Yeah, but yeah. they are shitty. Like, oh, shit. If you're trying to explain it to someone, or you try and get someone who, you know, loves playing video games for the challenge, <laughs> you don't play... Like, that's there's no challenge in a try Lego getting, Imagine Lego COD. <laughs> It'll happen. You, you, mark, I mark, mark my words, man. If they do an online multiplayer um, Lego game that isn't some like bullshit four-year-old yeah. MMO, <laughs> I, I think it'll be really, really fun. Yeah, it'd be sick. But uh, yeah, the trailer came out for Force Awakens Lego. It's great. It already looks like every Lego game. Great gags, real cool gags, <laughs> stupid gags that you can't help but laugh at. <laughs> now, um, one thing that I really liked about the first Lego games, especially the Star Wars ones, was that they didn't mm. have any dialogue in them. That's what you were getting at. And what's interesting is John Boyega tweeted this week, um, had a lot of fun uh, reprising Finn and then the link to that trailer, meaning uh, he's not right. talking about episode eight, meaning um, he'll be in there doing dialogue. Voice, voice dialogue. Okay, cool. But something that I find interesting, apparently from an inside camp, and I'm talking about your um, tent pitching style, I'm talking within the people at Warner Brothers Games who made this, there's going to be a, a couple of levels. Because I mean, I said this to you as soon as we saw the trailer, like, Man, they're gonna like most Lego games are based off the trilogy or something like. Yeah, it's more than just one movie. Like the movie's pretty small in sense compared to other Lego games. So apparently they've been doing levels that are set just before the movie or even a couple of years before, mm. which will be and it's my favorite word. We're gonna have to get a cannon sound effect and fire off a cannon. I'm thinking <laughs> every time I mention cannon, we do a cannon counter. Yeah, if anyone wants to send us a cannon sound effect that we can play whenever we mention the word cannon yeah let's do that let's do a sound i know that a lot of you guys out there are hip dj i know flume listens let's, to let's hey use the don cannon the uh dj dj drama cannon part. cannon yeah we'll use cannon from the uh from the um the drama with a wayne mixtape uh, oh, all of all of everything everything that don cannon produces he cannon produces. yeah but yeah he famously made that song let's do that cannon. yeah 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 let's use cannon <coughs> love it it's my favorite uh yeah, so these 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 will be levels that are part of you know they have to be part of canon. Yeah, so one of Which them we know is going to be all about C three PO getting that red arm. It's gonna be red arm Mish. You can see that happening. Yep, the the Metal Gear arm. <laughs> um, oh man, speaking of Metal Gear, so you know how Grimes. Uh, we're going to do a rare thing and talk about music, which <laughs> which no. is funny because Lebs and I love music. But we just don't speak about this. We love music. Hey, sounds like something else. Uh, yeah, she's in the country at the moment playing around Australia. She gave an interview the other day 
and said her stage show, which at the moment is kind of covered in um like black netting, like that you'd use in a jungle for a camera, and everyone wears army stuff. That um it's been inspired by this anti-war game series called Metal Gear Solid. Oh, she told the interviewer, and I was like, what? Jumped into her Twitter. She was quoting um Kojima quotes from an interview, saying stuff like, "Holy shit!" Kojima said he was so close to getting his arm removed. This was, I didn't know this for five months. He was considering like weighing up whether or not to cut, get his arm cut off so he could feel what phantom pain felt like while making wow. the game. Oh and just was God. like ripping all these amazing quotes and then had like, she had a photo of her and I think a fan had sent it and she retweeted it, but they made it a big big boss because she was wearing a beret and they put on her like an eye patch, a cigar and like made her have a robot arm. And I was like, holy hell, there's more of us. <laughs> it was a really cool moment. But uh, so we'll get back to Lego. Yeah. The red arm level. Yes. Yeah, I think I think we've said all we need to say about Lego. Yeah, Star Wars. it looks fun. It's going to be exactly what you expect, but you know, it's going to be current gen. It's going to look sick, and, and it's we, going to be Star Wars. Yeah, and I, I love Force Awakens, and uh, anything to remind me of it is welcome at the moment. Actually, you know what? I've started reading. Um, if you love the movie, or if I'm a big, I'm a big guy. Who here are two things? You're I a love. big guy. I'm a big guy for you. I love canon. Boom. Would usually play that sound of it. Big fan of canon. Big fan of a tidy timeline. Um, also a big fan of what could have been. And what I mean by that, I, and what, I'm not alone in this, but, you know, well, imagine if the Beach Boys really smile. No, they didn't. You know, just like these mythical things. Um, perhaps the greatest form of pornography for could have beens, uh, the making of film books, you know, when, you know, you, you see original designs for characters, like we've all seen, you know, Luke Skywalker was a girl originally, stuff like that. But the art of The Force Awakens, if you like filmmaking, if you like, art or if you love stuff or you just mildly like any of them pick it up or if you just like heavy books if you love heavy books if you love um yeah if you love annoyingly large books that while you read while you're lying down they hit you in the head when you get a little tired get this one it's for you been reading lately because there's actually quite a lot of di- uh you know written word in it about the process of the film absolutely fascinating so good just you know from when disney bought it just to the production guys were like right and you kind of realize how much the artists informed the script. Like this is before they had a script. They're like, we want you to draw kind of this world. And like there's this, I'm just up to still the kind of the first bit with Jakku and stuff. And it was kind of like swampy for a while before it was sandy. And just so cool. There's great imagery and stuff that might pop up in later films, which is, is there great. Any, have you seen any characters that you wish were in The Force Awakens? There's some very cool alien designs. Like there's this great shot in there. And they brought back, if you're a big fan of like, uh, the, you know, the Star Wars artists throughout history, Doug Chang came back and he did... Episode one and two, which the production design on that is amazing. He did. He basically designed the Naboo Starfighter, like all the ships that we saw in the, the first two films, which are great. He's um, all over the first, the art of episode one and two. He's back now. And um, just some of that, that, he did this great show. It's like a ship, which isn't in the film, which is a bit like Slave One meets another, a bit like Count Dooku's ship. There's kind of like a bubble area where you sit in, but the ship moves from when it lands to when it flies. Um, but being taken over by pirates, like originally the, the Kylo Ren character, which was called Jedi Killer, wasn't part of a, um, a Neo Empire movement, but had, had kind of pirates, was kind of a rogue guy. And there's this um, Finn and Ray, who at the time were called um, Sam and Kira, respectively, uh-huh. walking the plank by these sick pirates. And they're kind of oh, like man. aliens and right. stuff. And their ship's being taken, like they're not in space, but they're getting made to walk the plank like on a planet. And I was like, that's sick. Like pirates, you've never really seen piracy in Star Wars in that sense. Like the pirate group. And yeah, that, that stuff's really cool. But um, just seeing that these Kylo, um, you know, early helmet designs, things that will probably end up in other films. And 
um, shots of him as like holding Vader's helmet. Also, it's probably the best place where we can see the shots of the Knights of Ren, which is pretty cool. Yeah, cool. So a All bunch right. of stuff like that. But yeah, check it out. Sorry, that was just in my mind. So that brings me to uh, my first person indie game, which I've been playing. And shit, man, let me tell you, it wasn't easy to get. And I'm not talking about I had to like go buy a USB of some kid in, another, you know, whatever, like some, some physical quest. I'm just talking about how shit our internet is or the PSN service. Because I got up today. Um, I'm pretty up- sure it's your internet. You have shit internet here. Yeah, the internet in this room particularly is horrible on the other side of the house. But we've got all these. What you should do, you should move your your PS4 into your bedroom and then just sleep out here. Trust me, that's what I'm. That that, that's pretty much my life goal. (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty much just moving everything in there. That is that is that is uh, the nerve center of this of Hayfam offices in a West. But it took a long time. No, actually, you know what? This game seems to be fucked up for everybody for their internet. Right. Um, everyone as in our private Facebook group. We haven't even said what the game is called. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm talking about Firewatch. Um, but before I get into it, I just want to say everyone I know who's tried getting it today on PSN, having so many issues. Really? Yeah. My pal then just messaged me just before. We, he's like, oh, have you played it? I'm like, yeah, I'm just about to speak about it on the pod. He's like, oh, I've just got it then. It said four hours download. Sorry, 10. Uh, it's just going up. Heaps <laughs> of people. So I think... I don't know. Devote more service space to this. Maybe, yeah, well, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that means stacks of people are buying it. Totally. So what it is, is a first person... It's called Firework. Watch, called Firewatch. First person game that... Um, it's made by a new... Um, by like a new developer team called Campo Santo. Um, some of those dudes from there were on the Telltale games. You know them from like Back to the Future. Um, game of Thrones. What's that? Walking Dead. Stuff like that. Those games that were kind of like cartoony kind of in graphics and you it was kind of I guess like the closest thing is like an update of a point and click adventure like sure. they're kind of spiritually filled I guess not, not in terms of quality but that, that void left by the LucasArts point and clicks in a sense popular franchises you know shit like that so this is their first game it's not like that it's first person it's set in the 80s and you are like a middle aged man who takes a job after having a bad uh, a bad Bad relationship. Uh, yeah, which we learn in the... So, it starts off, you, you make a few choices. It's almost like the first 10 minutes of Up. Yeah, it's basically... And then you end up working in um, a Wyoming National Park. As, as, a, on, as a fire lookout guy. And it's... That's all they kind of want you to know. They've been very, very secretive about what this game is about. Who, who, you know, the twists and turns, which is no doubt going to take... Uh, so far, I've, I've played the first 10 minutes. Levin's watched me play it. We, we played, we've had it for about an hour, dude. Actually, you're right. We played yeah. day one. Um, we kind of walking through the... Can- and it's interesting. Sorry. It's interesting. You don't get your kind of classic compass a la GTA in the corner. You actually have to open up and hold a map and look around it. Um, Navigate it. Yeah. You actually have a, a compass that you have to look at. Yeah. And-, and it's you. And it's very sparse. I mean, it's you in a summer in the 80s uh, looking taking on this kind of job that people think you're a bit crazy for taking being, a, you know like one of their um, park rangers. And the only kind of contact you have, you've got a walkie-talkie, you're chatting to this person who you don't really know and we don't know anything about them yet. They obviously work with you in some vicinity. Um, we're learning about that relationship. But uh, you're voiced by Rich Summers and for any of those Madman fans out there, that is the the guy we love to hate, Harry Crane. Just And he's kind of similar in this. He's a bit aloof. Uh, you can choose to be aloof. You get a lot of multi-response, uh, you know, multiple choice answers for yeah. the dialogue trees. Uh, and so far it was great We kind of walked around 
there was fireworks going off, which we obviously had to put out because, as we know, you can't have open flames in a uh, in national park. National park is a disaster. And then we found two girls skinny dipping and they called us a peeping Tom and I threw their boombox in the water. <laughs> and then we saw a creepy guy a little bit later looking at me with a torch when a thunderstorm started. Yeah. And that's what we've seen. It's, it's beautiful. It's really, really captivating. And yeah. Everything's I interactive. Like you can pick up everything. Um, also, it looks unbelievable. So everything was designed that's by... That's right. Oli Moss. And you might know Oli Moss. He's a guy who's kind of had a bit of a name on the internet. It, definitely in the last five years, he'll do like beautiful poster sets that they'll sell like on Mondo and stuff with like Star Wars, like super minimalist, always uses flat colors, does like Game of Thrones stuff, Back to the Future stuff, um, Gets ends up getting picked up by, you know, the companies who put this stuff out uh, to do their official kind of alternate covers and stuff. He's done the game. So he's the first time he's kind of moved from poster realm stuff, you know, fan kind of illustration stuff into a designing a game. And it looks stunning. It's everything's kind of got a hue, like it's um, dusk and, you know, it's not photorealistic by any means, but it's kind of in its own. Everything looks realistic, but in, in, it's only vivid. in that world. Yeah, Very it's amazing. Vivid. Yeah. Um, super simple controls, kind of eerie, and you know some shit's going to happen. Yeah. Like, be it spooky, be it not. It's really, really, really fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. I mean, you've, I have not seen The Witness. Is it similar to The Witness in I any mean, way? Only the, in, in similar color, similar colors sure. and kind of, you know, design aesthetic and, and then also the first person thing. But no, beyond that, it's closer to Gone Home or even Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Sure. But where those games I kind of was a bit not as enthralled because you don't really do much. You kind of just observe. Yeah. You do. You, you feel like you have a role in this game beyond just a, an observer. You do. You're very interactive, and it seems like the answers I'm making might affect the game in some way. Like you get that answer wheel, a yeah. you're a, you cut down Mass Effects, sure, etc. Yeah, look, uh, it's it's the it's the first one of these, you know, not really like storytelling games that 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 I'm. I, I don't really like the Telltale games very much. No, no. It <clears> seems <throat> like it's crossed the line. Like now, it's it's as interactive. It's as It's really is. cool. Like you know, everything's kind of. You know, we can't break this game. Yeah. There's an ending. There's a path we're going to follow and we're probably going to cry. So, yeah. I mean, between that and, and the uh, and the Witness, yeah. they're, they're two, a very different start to video games this year than yeah. what I had last I year. I like thinking it um, while I was playing it. I was thinking, well, this is kind of like a very bureaucratic Uncharted. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like he's got to call him with his boss. He has to like, you know, don't touch the fireworks. He's The rope breaks. Like there's still kind of a bit of action moments in it, but it's very much like... Pudgy Nathan Drake. Yep. Middle Love aged. It. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is totally bureaucratic uncharted. <laughs> There's another freaking pull quote for you guys. Um, I just saw that um, another indie game I'm looking forward to on PS4 this year is um, Unravel just came out as well. Oh, that's the uh, platformer like a, with the twine and stuff. Yeah. Right? Where you're like a ball, a ball of wool. Yeah. It looks great. And uh, you, uh, you kind of, as you, as you walk along. Is that the, out? Yeah, I just saw it. It's on the PS store now. Oh, cool! Thirty bucks. That was a big um. That was a big E three hit. Yeah, I, I played it at um. Oh, that's right. At uh, Paris Games Week. I mean, I didn't want to cry. Yoshi's yarn. No, I mean, clone, it, it, looked, it looked significantly different to that. Sure, good, and it played well. I, um, yeah, it was really really fun. Yeah, sweet. I'll pick I it love up. I love platformer games. It's my favorite kind of game. So. Put that on a pool quote. All right, this he loves platformers. Loves I love canon. Between Put, I love platformer games on like the next COD game. Just to confuse. Yeah, that'd be great. And I'll just ask, is this COD canon? 
<laughs> is this part of COD canon? Because I know um, there's like the two developers that uh, fans know all about that. Hey, if you're a COD fan, you know what I'm talking about. We're going to tie a bow in it and uh, wrap this oh, you episode Oh, you know, I've got a up. gift for you here. Oh, shit. Yep. Isn't from me. Uh, truth be told, it's from Tech Guru Steve. He uh, went to Hawaii recently. He's brought me a packet. I haven't opened them yet, but they're original wrapped tops Batman Returns cards. Now, I don't know if you want to open them oh, or shit, not to see which cards It's such a good game. Get. No, I mean... You want to hang on to those? Uh, we'll have to do... I reckon we, we should do the first ever Hey Fam unboxing video. <sighs> unboxing podcast. It's even worse because yeah. you can't even see what we're unwrapping. No, no. We've got to film it, I reckon. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll unfilm that because I've got well, a pack as some, well. Let's make some videos for the, for the fans. All right. I've got a pack as well. All right. That sounds great. Thank you so much to Tech Guru Steve. Tech Guru Steve. Not Coming only, through again with the goods. Not only do you help us, you know, sync up our audio, uh, make sure our levels are good, you also give us gifts. Take photos. Yeah, take our photos. Yeah, it's beautiful. He's a thanks, beautiful man. Thanks, Tech Guru Steve. I'm so glad that you're back in my life. I'm glad um, you're back in my house. Um, it's only three weeks. Before we wrap it up, uh, just uh, mention a f- good friend of uh, Hey Fam. She's been on two episodes. Oh. Jen Fricker is, has just started a Jennifer new, Fricker, a which is new, not a name. <laughs> Genevieve. Don't call her that. She'll hate you. Um, she started a new residency at Giant Dwarf every Tonight? Thursday night for the Who's next the first four. Step? Four weeks, that's right. Yep. Um, um, she's, doing... she's got Cammy James, one of our beloved friends slash model enemies from the Blank Slate Movie Podcast. Another Hey Family member, Joyride. Um, Triple J's, I think, Matt O'Kine's on tomorrow night. And Sarah Blasco, Sazzy Blasi. Big lineup. Big lineup. So we're hopefully going to be chatting to her next week. Um, and funnily to... enough, I'm the guest next week as well. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. I just got asked today. Do you have to sing? About... So basically, the theme of this show is, is music. <laughs> you have to interpret a song. Uh, in a, in a, in a, in a way throughout the night, I don't know. If, is that every week? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. I guess, yeah so that's what. Uh, what's what I'll be doing? I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to sing or dance or maybe I'll just tell a story. But um, yeah, it'll be entertaining. Wow. Um. So uh, yeah, that's Jen Fricker, her new show over at Giant Dwarf for the next four Thursdays. Go check it out. Go check it out. Um, it's cheap and fun. It's our home away from home, isn't it, Giant Dwarf? We're going to do another Hey Fam live show soon too. We're right. working on that Entourage episode. If you thought we were um, not, a f- uh, if you thought we were crossing the line of uh, legality issues with uh, Summer Carols in the last Hey Fam live episode, then strap yourself in uni student studying law because we're going to need a couple of pro bono lawyers in our case because we're going to be aping, <laughs> aping <laughs> Hey Hey Saturday in every which way, but. It's not Hey Hey, it's Saturday. Perfect. Um, thanks so much for listening. You, you can find us at facebook.com slash heyfampodcast or individually, uh, Chimmy Changus and Lev Dog yeah, and, at uh, Instagram and Twitter, respectively. Two holes and make a... You know, two, two, two holes, holes make a hole. Make a hole. Yeah, yeah that's, two that's hey fams right? make a fam. Two hey's make a fam. Aww. That's good. I like that. Um, and uh, you can send us an email. No one ever has, but you could be the first. So we did. We got that crazy one from last week, but I still think I'm kind of scared to read it out in case oh, yeah, they're listening true. now. Okay, we've gotten one crazy email. If you think you can do You've got crazier a week? than an email that we've never even read to you before, uh, give, give it your best shot. Heyfampodcast yeah. at gmail.com. And if you are the crazy one, go on, outdo yourself. <laughs> See if you can top the last one you wrote, which was absolutely nuts. Uh, see you next week, fam. Love being here. Bye, fam. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.